Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Patch Rundown podcast that we are going to continue to try out and deliver to y'all. I am Patrick Scarborough, a.k.a. Scotty Zald, your host, and I am joined here uh, by my uh, my co-star, co-guest, I don't know how you say it, Aiden Zyrene Moon. That's a joke. Aiden's not here. This is actually, we're all very sad. We have a We have an empty chair here for Aiden. So if you're listening to this, Aiden, we miss you. Uh, I have my other soon-to-be maybe co-guest. He's been on here a couple times. Uh, Wesley Ruddle, the young Smash Gizmo. What's up, Wes? Not a whole lot, Patrick. How are you doing today? I am I am doing fantastic. That's and good. I think and I think actually, uh, you know, I have a lot of space. I'm going to like stretch out over here. Yeah, do what I'm going to do. I'm going to lounge. And then we have a special guest and new member of the live gameplay team. Uh, August Browning, uh, Gypsy Lord, Riot Gypsy, I don't know what you do. August, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, excited to be here. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right. Wow, I'm that gonna, sounded so genuine. Yeah, that I'm going to move on from whatever wow. that was. It's palpable, the excitement. I just yeah, I think, oh, I'm just, I just want to talk about the changes so much. So, uh, so, so we're here uh, with a second installment of the patch rundown uh, on 611. Uh, so, so we're now two patches after the drop of midseason, right? So we, you know, I think we're still dealing with some of the fallout of that. So, yeah, for sure. uh, so we're going to go through, and we are going to, you know, we've kind of pre-grouped the sections. Uh, everyone out there, you know, it's going to be annotated depending on where you're listening to this to in the SoundCloud on iTunes or whatever. So you'll be able to navigate and click through, uh, or potentially in the comments below. So, uh, so Wes, why don't you start us off uh, and try to talk to uh, talk to me about the the theming of this patch because I am noticing a lot of champions here. That I have seen in pro play quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure. So I guess one of the one of the big stories this patch is uh, reacting to MSI and checking out the pro scene. What's happened since the mid season? We made a whole bunch of changes. What's changed? What hasn't changed? And uh, trying to adjust for that so that when we get back to you know global professional play, we you know hopefully are seeing some new things and you know players have some new exciting pro stuff to watch. You know. Yeah, I want to say I uh, LPL. Uh, and the LCK have begun. They've like started yeah. a little bit of their season on six ten, and I tuned in it, and I couldn't tell because I looked, and it was like, oh, it's Echo, Kindred, Rise, Azir. It was all the same yeah. guys. It was like, oh, as it turns out a wacky new season doesn't doesn't really put a dent in these guys. So they did pick Vagar though. Oh, they did Vagar. There was a Vagar. We pick. saw Vagar. Oh, I think, oh, I think oh, we, oh. <laughs> and, and Victor's back. Haven't seen him in two days. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. All right. Lots of hot takes by by August Browning right here. So let's you know let's kick it off. I mean we have we have this whole section of these are kind of our pro informed guys, but let's start with everyone's favorite Emperor of Shirima, Azir. You know, I, I'm not sure he's my favorite emperor. There's <laughs> yeah, so I, many to choose from. Yeah, I really I like Nasus, honestly. He was a pretty cool emperor. Yeah, he's a Azir cool guy. the fourth, a dog. Azir the sixth. You know, there's probably a long line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Azir. Time to look at Azir. It's that time. Uh, he has crept <laughs> back into pro play as a super dominant pick. So, uh, so yeah, this guy. Love working on this well, guy. So, he's, a, so he's a dear so, friend to the live gameplay team. So let's, team. let's oh, bring boy. it down a little bit. But before we get into the changes itself, uh, I mean, guys, tell me, because, you know, I think people can hear it a little bit in your voices, yeah, but sure. Azir is 
uh, he has been a challenge. Yes, for sure. Uh, and so break down to me exactly <clears throat> what has made Azir so challenging because he is also, you know, he's really popular. You know, people <clears throat> like the guy. He's a cool character. Yeah, for right? sure. Uh, you know, you can also do a lot of flashy things, but in game, you know, he he has been uh, a bit of a headache. So explain to me, break that down, why that is. So a big problem with the Zier is honestly, like we get we get, we get to looking at like champion strengths and weaknesses, right? And like kind of a core design tenant is that a champion should have meaningful strengths and meaningful weaknesses, and they probably should make sense together. So one of the problems we run into Azir is he actually has a lot of things to accommodate for any weaknesses he might have on his kit. So he kind of covers up all his holes, and it makes his strengths uniquely oppressive. Um, so, for example, he's got these soldiers, right? They stab you, you die. Great, that's cool. And they happen at really, really, really long range. So that might be okay, but then if you ever try to get to him and close that range, he'll dash away and then stream a shuffle you away or into his team if you screwed up and then you die. Yeah. And so he's kind of got this kit that basically says, I'm this long-range poke mage. But P.S. I also have all these things to make it so that you can never actually access me. Compared to say a Zareth, where Zareth can stun one guy if they get to him when he's poking. Yeah, but if they're all like rampaging towards him, right? He's probably gonna get caught up. Yeah. 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 One of the parallels we frequently draw back to is like uh, old Tristana when she was really oppressive and powerful. It's like yeah. when you have a character putting out sustained damage from a really long range, it's hard to give them both a very powerful AOE self peel and a long range dash. Once you have all three of those things together it's like the character somewhat just solves the game for themselves after a certain point where it's like well they have a tool for everything so i guess yeah. they win now put put a good player on them funnel them the most gold yep and then you're probably good from yep. that point right so so uh and and this is something that i hear a lot right when uh i mean even if you look at kind of like player sentiment around his ear right now is you know you have a lot of people are like oh he's really cool and i like him but oh my god he's been around forever and he's a problem, you know, like uh, because it feels like he does everything. And yet some of the main frustration points, right, like the fact that he can do his little banana dash and wall or the fact that he has such insane range aren't really in the patch notes. Right. So so walk me through what these are really meant to do, because we have uh, W. You can no longer tower bomb. You can't just use your your soldier to kind of suicide in the tower for you. And um, the wall. Uh, duration is down dramatically. It used to scale up to seven seconds. Now it's just three at all ranks. So uh, definitely impactful changes, but not ones that I would have expected. Yeah. So I mean, I guess like there there are two pieces to the to the Zier changes. I'd say that one part is just mechanics trimming, just sort of taking away things that we don't think are like meaningfully uh, impacting the things that Zier is doing in the game. So like the the wall haste and the the W tower explosion thing, the, these are both kind of like dangly mechanics that have been on the character for a long time. And they're adding some power in like hard to appreciate ways, but they're not really the things that people associate with like why Azir is really powerful. So those were just sort of things where it's like, hey man, there is so much going on with this guy. He is so complicated. Is there anything that we could trim away that will, you know, hit his power a little bit, but just, like, start to clean him up and make it, like, a more understandable character. And then the wall duration, I, I mean, wall duration was ultimately a change I, I think we felt like we had to make given how powerful it is in the moment when you cast it, right? I think when we first started thinking up Azir and the idea of a soldier wall, it was like, 
the wall was supposed to be the core piece of the ability. And then Yeah, it was like it protected him, and then he can command soldiers from behind it, right? <clears throat> Correct, right. yes, yes. Yeah, but as people got really good at the character, and as we've seen what people do with it now, that initial cast of displacing enemies is just so powerful that having that much extra power tied into the, the lingering wall just... It felt like one of those two things had to give, and we thought like people were more attached to the Shreema Shuffle play, the the huge displacement, than they were to a super long duration wall. Okay, so so where do we see Azir kind of going after these changes, right? I mean, you know, it, it's tough because things like this can actually dramatically change a character's performance, even if they don't change how you perceive the character performs, right? You know, you're like, well, he still pokes me, but you know, maybe their win rate goes down like a, a substantial amount, right? Like, how do we see Azir post six eleven? So he's probably going to be weaker, and he's probably going to do less of all the things, which is, um, in a competitive sense, probably a good thing because, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you want to take someone who's good at taking down towers, maybe you don't pick Azir now because Azir doesn't nuke them as hard as everybody else. So that part's good. Uh, The real talk, though, is the guy still has this really weird thing where he has this insane long-range, like, kind of hyper-carry potential. But on top of that, he has tons of self-peels, tons of avoidance. And then on top of that, he also has the Shreema Shuffle, which is really interesting in that it also creates a character who uh, uh, adds a ton of threat to you at that long range, not just from him hurting you, but from him actually running you into his team and getting you killed that way. And so at the end of the day, we're probably going to have to look at this character and like look at like something's probably going to need to give in terms of his mobility and peel or his range um, in, in, in the future to really get him into a good spot. Because I think at the end of the day, he still is going to exhibit the, I'm this long-range hyper-carry who can peel anyone and at the same time create massive amounts of long-range threat, even if it's not from myself because of Shreema Shuffle. Okay. I don't think that this is like case closed on his ear, for instance. I'm sure we'll have to look at him again, but hopefully this this is enough for the time being. Yeah. All right. Cool. So moving on then, uh, speaking of the time being, uh, <laughs> uh, Echo. It's Echo. That's, yeah, that's, that's great. Good joke. People couldn't tell. That's where we're going. Yeah. So we're talking about Echo and Echo. This man, I mean, we got a lot of Echo uh, feelings Ooh. in this room, right? We, we have Echo's uh. designer, we have the best and most handsome Echo player, and then we have Wes. <laughs> who got stuck with the Echo hater. Yeah, yeah who, who, who kind of worked on these changes. So yeah. uh, so a lot of takes is kind of what I expect, but um, the one thing I want to call out is I think uh, people have been almost a little fed up with not just Echo being tanky and killing them and killing their face, but I think almost with our approach to Echo. Yep. Right has been in the past. It's been like, oh man, what am I gonna do? Well, I look and I see Riot's patch notes, and it's just they're buffing AP and then they're nerfing tank. And I'm like, but I think all Echo is overpowered, right? Like you're not doing the thing that I think is important. And so this these changes actually seem pretty bold in contrast to stuff that I think we've done before. Yeah, I think uh, with this patch, he's he's just been going so strong for so long now that uh, it felt like. At this point, we really wanted to make sure that we were making a, a meaningful dent in the character and start to to take him out of just the, you know, the area he's in right now, which feels like he's a must-pick, must-ban. Yeah. Uh, not just in pro play, but in solo queue, too. He feels feels really dominant. Um, so, I mean, to a certain extent, we're, we're staying the course on, you know, bases go down, ratios go up. We're trying yeah. to still keep the nerf more focused on tank echo than on AP echo because just... In terms of how they're performing, that's the one that's that's going the craziest is the tank echo. But there are some just overall nerfs to the character in here as well. Yeah. I mean, August, how do you feel about the severity of these changes 
uh, it's kind of the first question. I, I have a follow-up eventually, but, but <laughs> so, what, so, what, how do you feel? So as Echo's designer, um, I'm a little scared of them because they, they are quite quite big. But I, I do think that uh, Wes has, is going in the right direction for making this guy a much healthier character. And so I, I think they're good overall. Um, and if they are too big, we can always follow up in future patches and bump them back up if we need to, right? So like, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Uh, basically, overall, like the reason that we are really trying to hit this tank Echo build is because Echo, real talk, is it's kind of a scumbag. He he runs around a lot, CCs you a lot, slows you a lot, and he's basically almost impossible to kill if he's playing his game, right? Because he has his ultimate, which says, sorry, I get to rewind all the damage. He's yeah. got a big shield. He's got a lot of dashes. Yeah, really easy to kite uh, opponents yeah. as well, right, with the multiple proccing of the passive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... And so the reason that we keep saying adding a, a, a ratios to AP Echo is that we think actually AP Echo actually creates a lot more of a reasonable game where it's like he is very evasive, he's very hard to kill, but if you manage to stun him, if you manage to catch him in a bad spot, you can t- typically burst him out or, or hit him so much that like he can't really re-engage with the fight afterwards. Uh, whereas Tank Echo doesn't have that that specific weakness to make up for the fact that he's so so crazy, yeah, um, mobile and so safe. Yeah, I think the thing is, uh, I mean, when Echo came out, uh, we were calling him like a skirmishing assassin, which I think around mm-hmm. these days we kind of have the the name Slayer is like something that we're using. <laughs> yeah, it's you know Slayer, Light Fighter, whatever you know, skirmisher, whatever we want to call it, right? But but he's not a pure assassin. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't actually have the incredible target selection of like a death mark or, or a, you know, LeBlanc's QR combo or something that just says, if I'm in range, I can delete someone. Uh, but he is very tricky. Right. And, and I think uh, we've always classified him as this hit and run character. But, you know, what if you didn't have to run? What if you just kind of kept hitting? Right? right. And it seems like that's a lot of where Echo is at now. And so the, the, the follow up question I have for you is because there's for people out there who don't know, uh, there's actually been. A lot of heated discussion in, in probably the last two to three weeks about like, is Echo just a tank? Like, is is this kit just a tank kit? Right? Is that something that we should embrace or 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 not? I mean, I think August raises a lot of good points about why we can't let this be a tank kit, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, as it as it was on live two patches ago, it was probably definitely a tank kit, right, at the end of the day, right? But there's a lot that you can do with tuning bases and ratios. And just, the, for instance, on this one, the uh, the cooldown on the same target for his passive makes a big difference about whether you want to hit and run and then re-engage in five seconds or if you want to just, well, with three seconds, I might as well just stay in the fight, right? Like, those sorts of changes can hopefully get us there because it, it, this character is not sustainable as a tank because his meaning his weakness of like oh he's super evasive but if you ever get him cool you really get him that doesn't exist when he's a tank so yeah can't. i think i think uh, my initial reaction to these you know because i know you went through a lot of iterations yep. right and i wasn't exactly sure where, where we were going to land and i haven't been able to play this guy in forever because everyone just bans him or 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 they they pick him away and uh, at first, I was really worried about this stun duration. Yep. You know, I was like, wow, that's huge. And, you know, and I'm immediately biased to think about all the times I ever made a sick play because of this stun, right? And then I kind of realized, you know, at this point in the game, I'm in the minority in terms of how I'm building and how I'm playing this character. And 2.25 seconds is a long time when someone is stacking CDR and stacking defenses and just even threatening that amount, right? Because on AP yeah. Gecko, it's like you're doing it like once, maybe twice, because even if you're still around, it's hard to re-engage, hard to do things like that. And then I kind of thought to myself, you know, when I like to get in there and do damage, it's the fact that they're stunned 
and that I'm going to do the damage really quickly to them that matters. And so 1.75 versus 2.25 doesn't actually matter all that much to me. Yeah. Not to an AP Echo, yeah. Yeah, right. It's, it's like I'm not actually using it all that much. Yeah. yeah, there's another actually interesting thing about the stun duration that uh, a lot of people don't consider, and that is um, the shield he gets from his W only lasts two seconds. Yeah. So when the stun is longer than the shield, uh, he doesn't actually get the shield against the person he's stunned because they're stunned, they can't do any damage to him during that time. And with this change, actually, there's a quarter second where that person could potentially, like, use a spell or waste a spell against him after the stun goes down. So he might be able to actually get more use out of that shield. Yeah, and, and if I'm not mistaken, the ratio, the AP ratio in that shield is actually pretty significant. It's 1.5. It's, 5. 5. it's yeah. huge. Crazy. Woo! Woo! All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that basically sells me, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to continue playing the character. It, it hurts, but I think this is, like... I'm happy to see a commitment to saying, okay, we, we don't want to just do the same thing again. Yeah. And one, one last thing I want to touch on is, like, uh, going back to a point that you talked about earlier, which is, is this just a tank kit? Did we just make a tank? Why, why are we even trying to make him AP? Yeah. I would say one thing about Echo that makes him a bit less of a tank is I feel like some of our best tanks are ones who, um, like, not necessarily best, but the ones that are, like, most core tanks bring a lot of, like, reliable sort of crowd control that's very strong, where it's like, you've got your Amumu ult, right? Where it's like, just boom, everybody's stunned for two seconds, you can't dodge it. I think one thing about Echo's CC profile is that while he does have a lot of it, it's all... Uh, most of it is very unreliable. The W, the Q, you can dodge out of the Q to stop the slow. The W, you can dodge the W. Yeah. The biggest and most reliable point of his CC on his kit is actually that passive, especially when he's tanky and can just wail on you continuously, which guarantees you're permanently slowed. So, like, in this sense, I think we're doing a really good job with the cool uh, the cooldown on the passive because that's going to hit his most reliable CC, which I think makes him most like a tank compared yeah. to the other CCs on his kit. So so last words, do we how do we think this actually impacts Tank Echo? Do we think it do you think this is gonna make a pretty big dent? I, I expect this to make a big dent. I fingers crossed that it's at least enough, but uh I mean my honest read is that it's probably too much and that we'll probably have to look at him a couple months down the line. But mm. given how prevalent he's been recently, I think we would rather err on that side than go a little bit too weak again and then have to look at him in another two weeks when he's still hundred percent pick ban. All right. Well, talking yeah. about prevalent tanks, I think it, it makes sense to probably head over to Maokai yeah, because I sure. think that's, I mean, you know, you're talking about like, oh, reliable in-fight CC, I mean, uh, Twisted Advance, right? Yep. That's like one, one of the strongest abilities in our game. Yeah, right. for sure. Uh, yeah, talking about Maokai, uh, the change list for this patch is uh, pretty tame and targeted. Uh, it's it's uh, his Health regen and health regen level down. Yep. Right. Yep. Health regen across the board down. It just sort of felt like uh, this character gets massively inflated in fight sustained through his passive, so there's no reason for him to have... He had one of the higher health regens on a melee character in our game, and that yep. just felt inappropriate. Most of the characters who have some sort of defensive ability like this like malphite passive or yeah usually have lower health they usually have lower health regen uh so that that one felt like kind of a free win there and then the the other change is taking his q cooldown from a flat six seconds at all ranks to eight seconds at initial rank and then six seconds by max rank so it scales down to where it was the idea here is that uh, we're trying to open up Malkai's laning phase to be more exploitable. Um, it's already kind of exploitable. People who are really strong in lane, uh, your your Trundles and your Olafs can kind of beat him up sometimes. But um, but that being said, he's still a little bit more resilient in lane than we'd yeah. like him to be, given how strong he is in team fights. We want to feel like sort of a tax you're paying uh, for your team when you're like, okay, we're going to have this really strong team fight later on, but... In lane, I'm not going to be nearly as powerful. So we really wanted to play that up. 
Yeah. Well, then I guess the question that I kind of have, I, I don't, you know, I, I feel like we don't really have to spend a whole ton of time on Maokai. I feel like people are people know how the character works, yeah. right? You know, um, I do think it's a little funny that we were like, man, where'd Maokai go? And we give him like the tiniest buff and it's like, boom, here he is. There he is. He's yeah. back. You know, it's like uh, everyone who's watching MSI, right? It's the reason you saw Poppy and Echo every game was because Maokai was banned. They were like, we don't even want to mess with that guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll opt into this matchup every time. Uh, but the thing is, I've heard a lot uh, uh, around the design pit of people being like talking about how we like Maokai and how Maokai is like a cool or, or like a good example of a tank in our game. And I kind of want to understand why that is, right? Because I think some people are like, oh, man, getting rooted over and over again, not the best experience, right? But I think there's also something to be said for like, well, if tanks as a class are going to exist in our game, what are they even really going to do? Sure. So, I mean, there, there are a number of things about Maokai that, that we like. Uh, one, he provides a lot of structure to team fights. He lives for a really long time. He kind of defines the middle space in a team fight by, by you know, just scrapping with other Putting things. the ult on, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yep. And so, um, so, in a lot of ways, he functions the way we want a tank to function. Also, like, for instance, his, uh, his dash is only two enemies, so he's not, he's not super slippery at the end of a fight. Like, he's just in there fighting guys because that's what he does. Um yeah, just repeated CC profile, the the slow and knock up on the Q is just, again, it's like most of his output is coming from the utility and CC that he brings to a fight. And so he is a tank who who does these things very well and lets his team play off of those. Um, and it's when he's just like soloing a carry that we really don't like the guy. Um, but when he is doing those other things that he does, it seems like he's like one of our most functional tanks even at the the top level, right? Like a lot of these guys who are like, oh, reliable initiation team fight guy, that's a Moo Moo and Malphite, right? And then it's like, well, but at the pro level, they just flash the the Malphite alt and they just, they don't let a Moo Moo ever get near them or they pick Janna or something, right? Yeah. Whereas Maokai like actually transitions to the Yeah, the definition of reliable kind of changes a little bit it, right. when, when every one of your pros is really, really good yeah. at the game. August, do you have any extra thoughts about this? I know we were just talking about how Echo is not a tank for X, Y, or Z reasons. Do you have any, any harsh feelings on Maokai either way? Uh, I'd say overall I think he is a good example of a tank. Uh, I just worry about generally just about his damage and like how what he's bursting people. Yep. Like I feel like one of the reasons people are bringing him, Poppy, Echo in the top lane is not just because they're good tanky characters. It's because they also just murder everybody. Uh, although I'm at this point I'm less convinced that it's individual kit problems as opposed to just... Being able to rush Sunfire Cape, Grass the Undying, Iceborne Gauntlet, yeah. get tons of cooldown reductions so you can spam your spells, do tons of damage, and then, yeah, it's just like, I I question if that's supportable in the long run. Uh, tanks, I feel like, are best if they're they're in there, they're fighting you, they're providing a threat, they're providing a lot of C3, CC threat especially, but I question if they're they're the one full to zeroing you. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm in for that. So So let's hop on over to your favorite champion. Uh, Which August. one? I have so many. Favorites. Yeah, yeah, you have so many favorite champions. Uh, I'm <coughs> kidding. I'm being facetious. It's not August's favorite champion at all. Let's talk about Lucian. Oh boy, he is my, oh, baby. my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, man. Uh, I mean, Wes. Wes gave us the breakdown of of kind of Azir and where Azir's at. August, why don't you why don't you take point here and give give me a snapshot of of Lucian? How Lucian is? What Lucian is? Why Lucian's a problem? Okay. Well, Lucian is honestly a very very similar problem to Azir. It is basically he is a character who brings a package of things you want in League of Legends from an AD carry, um, and is relatively good at all of them. And so basically he's this guy who provides a lot of really good strengths, but then if you look at like what's a weakness, you don't really see any. 
and currently, and that's what we're trying to emphasize with this patch. But basically, it's the thing of just, he is a generalist such that you would blind pick him into any situation. You can first pick Lucian into anything and not have a care in the world about what they would pick, be it on your team or on the enemy team. And that creates a situation where it's just like, what do you what do you do against this guy? How do you it doesn't he doesn't really inform what a strategy the enemy team would take to be would be to beat him. And he also doesn't even inform what a strategy his team would take to really make him better, right? Or 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 help him succeed. And so what we're doing in this patch is we're trying to say, okay, Lucian's very, very powerful. He's he's basically picked in pretty much every game at most levels of play, like yeah, pro very, all the way down to bronze. Very popular champion. And and so and and to be clear, we're not nerfing him because he's popular. I mean, we're we are looking at him because he's popular in pro. Like in pro play, if they're popular, that means they're overpowered usually. But we're not like saying, oh, he's played a lot in solo queue. That's why we're going to nerf him. But we're we're looking at like, well, why is this guy so prevalent? Why is he so strong? Why is he picked so much in pro? And like one thing we identified is, well, there is nothing that he does that is weak. There's nothing that he he has to think about or, or care about. And so what we're doing with this patch is we're saying, originally when we made changes months and months, uh, over a year ago, over a year. We, we said, hey, what if we made Lucian a short-range AD carry? And and one of his biggest weaknesses was he's very short-range with yeah, auto 500, attacks. which yeah. is like Quinn and Sivir. Yeah. And then OS Quinn's Graves now? Quinn's 550? Yeah, Sivir's 500. Yo, okay. Or maybe yeah. Quinn's 525. I don't remember. Quinn's 525. She, she's yeah, a little she's, shorter she's, than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, but Lucian is like, she so we like said, okay, we're going to give you yeah. 500 attack range, which is a big deal, right? It means like you have to put yourself in basically most targeted spell range, like say a Maokai W, in order to like get your auto attacks off. Rune then, prison as well, right? Things exactly. Like, like just right next to Rise, and then he puts you in prison and you're dead. Yeah. Um... Uh, anyways, uh, continuing on. Um, okay, so this is where we yeah, stop, right? Yeah, this is where you just take a breath. <sighs> take a breath. You yeah. Can. Yeah. So, with Lucian, we were we were saying, oh, okay, he's a short range dude, right? But it turns out he's he's not that short range. Like he really isn't, especially when he's building cooldown reduction now. Uh, he basically his Q extends a very very long range, and so in in lane, even if you manage to like force him out and like take a Caitlyn and be like, I'm gonna poke you at really long range, maybe he can't auto attack her, but he's still actually pretty effective at getting those backline creeps uh, with his Q, and pretty effective at just poking Caitlyn and poking Braum with that Q through the minion wave. And so we're looking at the range there. Similar with Ardent Blaze, uh, it doesn't do the most damage, but at that range, if someone's at 10 health and you shoot it out there, it's gonna hit them. It's gonna it, it could kill them. It's getting you kills at a longer range. And similarly, his ultimate. Nowadays, uh, he's getting a lot of CDR, so it's actually going down on quite a low cooldown again, and his ultimate is actually quite a significant range as well. And so, even though we say, hey, Lucian, he's a 500 range character, he's totally short range, in terms of the way he interacts with enemy champions, in terms of the way he interacts with minion waves and farms, he's actually not really being a short range character right now. And so these nerfs are targeted at that. We're saying, hey, uh, maybe you do need to be a bit more short range. And if we play up that weakness, maybe he's not the guy you blind pick into every situation where you run into a Caitlyn and you're like, oh no, I, I have to deal with the fact that she's going to outrange me now. Yeah, this kind of goes back to what August was saying previously about like meaningful strengths and weaknesses it's like okay we're gonna make him 500 range right like that way he'll be short range what does this mean for the character right and you know it means like taking more risk to get last hits in lane and to you know harass your opponent those sorts of things and he wasn't really exhibiting them because of his abilities extra reach here so this is about like okay we tried to give him this weakness but it wasn't really meaningful because of these other things let's let's dial those back and actually make it really sharp on that on that one point 
Yeah, I think uh, I think the thing that always worries me when we touch Lucian. I I used to be a Lucian player, yeah, and then I and then I retired. Before he was whenever, cool. yeah, before he was cool. Yeah, uh, that man. That's I'm not gonna lie. That's how I like to play the game. When everyone starts moving into my character, I kind of want to leave. I'm yeah. like, let me go find what people aren't doing right now. But that's why you play Alawi. That one's my ride or die for real. Though. She <laughs> she made she made her way up to the top. But uh, yeah, I, I I you know it's tough because a lot of people really like Lucian. They really have a lot of fun playing Lucian. I think it's a fun experience. At the same time, I I, I always have trouble being able to figure out, it's like, oh, is it fun because he's overpowered? Yeah. Like, is that why you're having fun? Uh, you know, but some people feel like they have a lot more agency on Lucian than they have on other characters, which I, I mean, I think we can say is flatly true, right? He, because uh, he can just dash around forever. So, you know, I, I'm always worried every time we touch him is like, are we going to remove that? Because I think at the end of the day, like that, that, Lucian is a reason that some people log into League of Legends. You know, and, like, and that's that is an experience fair, but like, love. I guess the thing we have to consider is like, great, Lucian's super popular, super fun, but you also have to consider the people who have to play against Lucian. Uh, if a character is so dominant like Lucian is in the bot lane now, like you have to basically structure your entire picks of, um, around like who he is, right? So it's just like, are do you want do you like playing eighty carries who? Are, are like you know get get stomped on and lame by Lucian. Well, too bad you can't do that because he's gonna be in every game, right? Yeah. And so it is okay if a character is popular. It's okay as a character is fun. We want to build that up, but we have to consider that um, if they're in that position, we need to make sure they have like ups and downs to them because they actually shape the entire uh, picking uh, the entire skate landscape of the game around them. Yeah. And that's why it's important like characters like Lee Sin, Lucian, Thresh, these these characters who are very very popular in in, in tons of games. We want to make sure they're still fun. We don't want to make it. We don't want to stop them being played, but we do need to make sure that like they do have strengths and weaknesses, such that players can play against them when they're seen so often. All right. Well, we we only got a couple more left here on our on our mini MSI rundown here, uh, but I think for me probably maybe the breakout of the tournament, and and I'll explain what I mean in a bit, uh, is Rise. I think I think Rise is a champion that uh, you know was really really powerful in uh, Worlds. Right, Faker is like you couldn't let Faker have Rise because he would just do really, really illegal things to your mid laner, and it was just really, really, you know, it hurt to watch. Uh, and I, I felt like a lot of people weren't anticipating Rise's return, but he came back in a big way. He was in a lot of the games, and you know, and frankly, was still doing a lot of really rude things to people. So, so how do we feel about Rise? Because, uh, because I know this one's actually a little bit of an interesting case. You know, yeah. if you look down the line of what we're kind of doing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rise is a problem child right now. He's tough, you know. We uh, he's he's acting up in school. Yeah, he's not bringing home the grades. It's rough. Yeah, he's the rogue mage, Wes. He's gonna go rogue. No, that's right. You're you're absolutely right, Patrick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean, I guess I'll, I'll preface this with saying that that Rise is definitely on our list for. He's got another update coming out this year. I think. He's yeah. Just there are a lot of game health problems sooner than kit. soon. I think at the time most people were listening to this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly when it's slated to go out, but it's like it's, it's not, it's not a long ways off. Like I think it's supposed to be this year. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, he's he's one of these guys where we are just trying to to buy time. If you want to play Rise, we we don't want you to be unable to play Rise, but at the same time, uh, the we things- would like it if you didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I would like it if you <laughs> didn't. Uh, the the whole the whole chain rooting thing, how much damage he's just capable of putting out. It just, yeah, he's he's just a fistful of problems. So we're we're doing some stuff to nudge him down. This is this is meant to be like, hey, 
top end rise like if you're still good with the character you're probably still good with the character but not as good as you were previous patch and let's wait until we've got an update that that actually makes this guy something sustainable that we can support in the game yeah rise is an interesting one for me because i think it uh I'll, I'll blow this up and get a little meta real quick, and then, sure. uh, which is, I think a lot of people out there don't understand uh, that we are, you know, we're still learning a lot uh, as we make this game and, and and as we're doing things right, and and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, I I always look to Bard as an example of a type of character that we thought was just going to be so weird people wouldn't want to play him, uh, and he's now one of our community's most beloved characters, right? You know, he you have kind of a different play style. He is very odd, uh, but you kind of embrace that, and so. Uh, I think Rise is one of those definite things to learn from, right? Like, I think I think we were, uh, you know, I remember the update. Uh, I, was, I was writing patch notes for it, and I was like, oh, yeah, Rise is like, we really want to take his, like, rapid-fire, machine-gunny kind of spellcast thing, and we're going to try to embrace that. And I feel like this is almost us saying that doesn't work, or at least it doesn't work if you can root people, right? You know, I, at least. I don't know. But it, it, I think... I think it's us saying that Rise was not the best execution of the guy that casts a lot of spells really fast, at least this version of the kit. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that's fair. I think it's hard to nail down what piece of it exactly was, was going wrong. I think that you can point to the chain route. You can point to the fact that he gets repeated shields off of the machine gun casts. I think that you can point to him having a skill shot as his primary damage ability but also having chain root right like yeah. there are like lots of like pieces that make it kind of hard to say like what is core to rise what what can we actually support out of this i think the the big one that we've been like oh man we cannot support is chain rooting like i don't think you would see that on on an update cuz yeah he just he roots people for like 4 seconds right now basically and it's it's just, yeah, that's too long in our game is what I would say. Um, but, yeah, I think portions of the machine gun caster are, like, pretty vital to Rise. It's just what other pieces can fit there and not make a, a miserable experience to play against. I think the important thing to talk about with Rise, uh, compare him to, say, like, 80 carries, like, because real talk, 80 carries are machine guns, right? Some of them even have August machine guns. August is all about guns. real talk today. Yeah, yeah real, talk, real talk, real yeah. talk. Um, real talk with August Browning. Oh, yeah. Real talk o'clock. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so a lot of a lot of 80 carries are machine guns, right? Like, yeah. they, some of them, like, Jinx even has one, right? And so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for that And one. so it's, it's definitely, like, we've seen, because of 80 carries, that it is okay to have characters who have very, very high sustained DPS that you can't really dodge. And I think what's important is then, okay, so if you take the baseline of character has high sustained DPS that you can't dodge, what is the rest of the kit, and what does that mean for them? And so I think one of the problems running into Rise is if you look at his kit... His kit's really all about just be within X amount of range and then kill that guy. Did you kill that guy? Good job, you did it. Did you not kill that guy? Well, then that guy killed you and you're kind of bad. Uh, he's kind of like, basically the, the way his kit works is it, it forces him to be very, very stat checky. And so his Q, while it can miss, like the situations where he's going to be winning or where it does not miss... And so, like, compare him to, say, a um, Tristana, whereas Tristana is going to be shooting you with her her, 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 her her thing, but, like, if you jump on her... Gun, her cannon, gun, her thing. cannon, her yeah. cannon, yeah. Blaster, yeah. <laughs> shooting <laughs> but, you with her thing. But if you jump on her, she has an escape that she can use to run away, or she might use it to get in on you. Uh, she has a knockback. She has her E, which she's trying to stack up over a few seconds, so then you can, like, try to flash away and stop it from hurting you. Basically... Even though Tristana's main source of DPS is this targeted, sustained thing, she doesn't have to ask the question, 
let's stand uh, next to each other and fight each other until one of us wins. She instead asks the question, um, I can maybe dodge some of your skill shots. You can maybe try to avoid some of the damage I'm doing uh, on this E, whereas Rise is really just asking the question, let's stand next to each other, one of us going to win. And so because of that, we just create a statue character that's very hard for us to maintain. He's, he's either very, very overpowered or very, very underpowered with no, no really points in between. I would like to point out that none of those were questions. August. None of those had question marks associated. Was I going to ask a question? Did I say that? You were start? like, you're like, Rise has to ask the question. Like, uh, I see. I, I in, reflexively, I'm going to put question marks on it. Oh, I, I see. A Rise has to ask the question. No, you're fine. We're oh, we're moving on. I'm, moving I'm trolling on. Yeah, you. No, I think uh, oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like I, yeah, Flubber. we'll probably edit that out. Yeah. But there we go. I was just sort of like, <laughs> I kind of hope we don't at this point. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, well, just, maybe we don't. Player's going to call me for a fool. I'll edit out the the fact that I said we're going to edit it out. There we go. <laughs> Clean. Uh, so two more left. Kind of yep. wanted to save them till last. They are the junglers, ranged junglers of oh the badge boy. list. Oh boy, <laughs> big ranged size, junglers. big size. Uh, first off, we'll we'll just g- g- give me a little bit of sauce before we jump into them. Tell me, tell me about Is sauce why... like salt. No, what? What if it's just salty a... sauce? <laughs> I am moving on from <laughs> you. Moving on. That this is. is I want to know why. We had a time where we were like, oh, range junglers would be really cool. Yeah. Right, because we don't have them. Yeah. Right, and then we got them. Yeah, and I don't know that we've been super happy with them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so set that up, and then let's get into specifics. So, I think one of the problems that we're running into with ranged junglers is the way we've implemented leashing rules to allow them to jungle is that uh, they can basically kite the camps, right? Which means that ranged junglers typically don't take a lot of damage from camps for most of the early game uh, because they're kiting them uh, pretty effectively, which. Uh, is it could be fine, but like one of the problems you run into then is like let's say you're a melee like Lee Sin or a Vi, right? Like when you go do a jungle camp, you're gonna take a lot of damage from it. Uh, you're gonna get hurt, and so you're gonna be jungling say around at 50% HP. Versus that Kindred who's tumbling around dodging all the damage from the camp, Kindred's gonna be jungling around at 100% HP. And in fact, Kindred's likely going to heal off of any camps that she goes to if like she's low HP and she goes and finds a camp. Whereas if like you go and gank top lane as Lee Sin, and then you go to a camp. You're probably going to like take more damage from it as opposed to. Yeah, you might have to, to recall right, right in between doing these kinds right. of things. And so, and so it creates these these situations where a melee jungler fighting against a range jungler, the, the melee jungler is basically running around at say fifty percent, whereas the range jungler is running around at say eighty or ninety, and and that makes for a very a very unfair fight should should one happen. Right. Um, there, there's that. There, there are other things too where it's like I think part of what we thought would be really cool about having ranged junglers is how does that impact the rest of your team comp and how does that impact the way you've played team fights and stuff. And I think ultimately what we've seen with ranged junglers is that you um, use more ranged basic attacks to take towers more quickly. You apply red buff from a longer distance and you try to steamroll the game by 20 minutes. Um, and so I think that. Uh, a lot of what we thought would be strategically interesting about gang range characters in the jungle ended up not really panning out, and it ended up just kind of being an arms race of, like, who's most powerful at level three or four, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's, that's one of, like, the, the bigger bummers for us on that is, like, ah, oh, we thought it would be really cool and that maybe we'd see, like, Mordekaiser bot and a ranged jungler in the jungle, and, like, that would be cool. But in the end, at the end of the day, it's like, well... No, you just always pick Nilly because she kills him at level three. Yeah, so. right. It's, it's almost got like a new age of stat checks where I think it used to be the Lisa and Evelyn uh, Elise, right? Yeah. It was like now it's Graves, Kindred, Nidalee. So Yeah, so uh, one thing I just want to really quickly touch ooh. on before we keep going, All right. though, is that it's probably okay if ranged jungers aren't taking a lot of damage from the jungle. Like we set that up so that they could jungle in the first place. 
probably the, the 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 scary part is that if they aren't taking damage, we need to to see well what 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 do they give up for the fact that they're going to be jungling at a lot higher health than than the melees. Right. So speaking of that, we're we're going to move into it. Kindred. Kindred is the character we have. Uh, some pretty big changes to Kindred, I, I would say. Yep. This is, feels very similar to me in the Echo realm of like it's like, all right, it's time to actually do something about Kindred. Yep. Uh, and Kindred personally puzzles me a lot because there was a long period of time where like the experience win rate on Kindred players was like bananas, and then we kept hitting them. And they would go down a little bit, but then they always seemed to move back up. Mm-hmm. Again, like it wasn't like, oh, we're just taking them down two, three, four percent at a time, right? It was like they regenerate. It's like something about uh, the, the you know, speaks to the strength of the character. They, they're they very resilient. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a, a long learning curve with strategically what it meant to have a kindred on your team and like how does that impact how you play the, the early <coughs> game. And yeah, kindred players have kind of just kept figuring it out better and better and gotten better and better at rolling games over, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say, like, wasn't it, like, on release, people didn't even want Kindred on their team? No, they were, they were freaking out about it, which is just, like, usually... Right, it, 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 was, it was, like, it was like the really. most broken part of Kindred was, like, that point. Everyone's like, ah, oh, get away from my team. I don't I don't know what to do with you. You're weird. Yeah, yeah I remember there was a lot of, like, weird sentiment around that when, when they yeah. came out. So, so... A little bit more than some of our others, instead of talking about, like, the overview of, like, what is wrong or right with the character, tell me about these changes and their impact, because these are actually quite big. They are, uh, the cooldown on marking the champion goes down, so you mark more champions more often, right? Uh, but now there is this new system by which Wolf marks jungle monsters to kind of, like, uh, and, and uh, is this a buff? Is this a nerf? Help. Okay, <laughs> Help. all right, so uh, these, these are meant to be overall... A nerf to the character. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Kindred yeah. is overpowered at the moment. Numbers are going down yep. here. Uh, yeah. The, the kind of, like, overarching narrative to Kindred is uh, we are sort of disappointed with how little Kindred actually cares about the marking gameplay for Lamb and Wolf. Um, and uh, we've, we've looked at a lot of stats on, like, how many marks do you get per game and that sort of thing. And it's like, well... It's less about how many marks you've gotten and how far ahead you've gotten your team in the first three levels, that sort of thing. And so we really wanted to play up like Kindred's power is tied to how well she plays the mark game, you know. Yeah, and collects the bounties. Right. And so part of that is like uh, there are two parts of this change list, the cooldown going down on marking champions and the updating of the jungle tier list for uh, for how wolf marks uh, marks that are meant to. Like, basically, we looked at it from two ways, right? It's like, one, Kindreds aren't really, like, uh, getting into this gameplay. And two, we haven't made it easy enough for them to to kind of engage with this system. So we are making it easier for them to engage with it. If you want to remark a champion, it's not as long. It's, you know, 15 seconds quicker to, to mark a new champion. Uh, and Wolf will be a little bit more forgiving with marking targets, uh, especially in the early game. So yeah, it looks like Rift Scuttlers and Razorbeaks are your zero to two, right? So kind of the easier ones for you to get at. And then it kind of builds an expectation of like, well, the more marks you get, you kind of know which jungle camps generally are going to be those ones that spawn, and you can try to set up for them. Right, and right, and the, the idea is like, you know, you can, it, it doesn't take... Uh, like, it's not so early in the game that it starts spawning on only, like, Dragon or Baron, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's, it stays on the more attainable marks for longer. 
so the gameplay is more accessible to getting marks, but Kindred in in return is losing a lot of damage on on the the basic ability of her Q. Um, but she gets more as she gets more marks. So it's just tying more of the character's damage into getting the marks rather than just getting gold and buying items. Sounds pretty straightforward to me. August, got any got any thoughts before we move on to another one of your favorites? Yeah, so the last I, one. I, the reason that I like this change list is that I think what we're trying to do, again, it is a nerf, but we're kind of saying, okay, well, you're really, really strong at dueling early, so we're going to take your dueling down. And But if we just did that, what would happen is it's just like, well, crap, now I'm bad at dueling, and marks are asking me to go duel. Well, now I'm just bad, right? I can't, yeah. I can't get anything. And so what these changes are trying to say is that we're trying to say, in a world where Kindred is worse at dueling, can we make it? So that you can still obtain marks. Like, can we make it so that your character doesn't have to be the best duelist in the it, it, out there to be able to get marks? And that that's what these changes are trying to do is like ease up that burden of getting marks, so that like she does she isn't required to just be good at dueling you, but can actually say, oh well, I can take an opportunistic rift scuttler, uh, even if the enemy jungler cleared the first one because it's gonna spawn there. And so giving her more access to those marks is is, is a good thing, I think. Yeah. It requires her to snowball less. All right, last one on our on our MSI hit list, Nidalee, <laughs> right? Queen of the jungle. Oh man, one of the strongest junglers I think we've had historically. It feels like it feels like when I think about the dominance of of how long certain characters have been up there, Nidalee certainly a contender. Yeah, she's right. Definitely, up there. really, really powerful. So, so uh, I'm going to ask two questions, and you guys can split up however you like. I want to know why is that? Why is she so resilient? to changes and what are these changes doing at a high level go so one of the reasons she's just been resilient to changes is that she just clears so fast and so well that i, I, I believe this is true right like nidalee is just one of the top top yeah. clearing junglers in the game like of all time and honestly. and so even if your characters say maybe is weaker at dueling or whatever right like she's just clearing so fast that she's going to have a huge level advantage a big level advantage over you so that when she does show up even if if you guys were in an even state she might be weaker it's not true cuz she has an advantage we've seen this a lot with Shivana in the past where at some iterations of Shivana Shivana just clears so fast in the jungle that like it doesn't matter that Shivana has like you know might not be the best character out there she's just three levels ahead of you, and then she just murders you because of it. Yeah, and that, so, that I think was an interesting thing when I was analyzing this and talking with people about it is it was like, yeah, I guess it doesn't actually matter, like, one-to-one -one comparison, like how strong I am at level three and how strong Nidalee is at level three or how strong we are at these breakpoints because she's getting more gold and she's getting more experience than you on average. You're never really fighting this character on evil foot or, or on equal footing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're, you're kind of always footing's probably evil. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the, it's stop leaking our new character abilities. Evil <laughs> footing. Uh, but yeah, right. It's like, you're just always fighting Nidalee at a time when she's advantaged. And that's even if you don't step on a trap or even if you don't get hit by a spear. Yeah. Right. And then there's one other thing that's kind of, uh, kind of oppressive about her. And that is Nidalee doesn't have downtime. And what I mean by that is, especially, like, a lot of characters have ultimates, right? They, they get their ult at level 6, and it's a powerful spell that makes them powerful in a fight. Tell me more. Yes, and then, and then it goes on a cooldown, typically a long cooldown. What level do you acquire them? At level 6. Ooh. The 6th level. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Keep going. And technically the 5th level, because you start at level <laughs> but, 1. But uh, the thing about Nidalee is that she does not acquire her ultimates at level 6, although her cougar form does get more powerful at level 6. Yeah. And on top of that... 
it's not like her ultimate has any sort of cooldown. In fact, its cooldown resets to zero when she hits a spear. Yeah, and so so, so, so she's just kind of you're, you're saying she just blazes through the jungle, uh, swaps to a manalist form, murders it, goes to the next one, does it again. And, right. and then, yeah, and then basically is always at top effectiveness, right? Yeah. Like, compare Nidalee to, say, an Amumu, who is, by the way, Amumu is a very, very strong jungler, uh, in, in solo queue at least, uh, yep. not not a high-level play. Amumu uh, will run around, do some strong jungle stuff, gank you, use his ultimate, murder you, you're dead now. But now his ultimate's on cooldown, right? So and he's Amumu, usually out of mana, if we're being real. Yeah. He kind of runs out. And Yeah, exactly. So, so then he goes back to base, uh, fills up his mana bar, but then if he comes to your lane again, he doesn't have his ultimate this time. So his, his gank is going to be weaker. It's not going to be as strong. Whereas Nidalee, if she comes back to your lane, she's going to be equally as powerful, in fact, more powerful, because she killed you and got gold, as she was the first time. Or you're um, lower and she does the execute damage and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, yeah so, I, I mean, this kind of goes back to what you guys were saying about range junglers, period, right? It's like, well, you don't yeah. really have to go back as much, and when the character's already packing a heal and the clear speed, it kind of, like, takes that and amps it up to, like, a billion. Yeah, and also she is a form swapper starting at level one, which means every time she gets a new ability, she gets two new abilities which means her level three is just crazy by the nature of being a natural yeah. form swapper. So. But one of them's a trap, Wes. Yep, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> to step so, on it. So, so then tell me what this is. Tell me, tell me what, uh, what 611 is trying to do to Nidalee. All right, well, there, there are two pieces of this. Uh, one of them is uh, Prowl, the movement speed that Nidalee gets uh, when moving towards visible enemy champions. Uh, it was currently at a range of uh, 5,500 units, which is Twisted Fate's Ultimates range. It's Pantheon Alt too, right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so if, the, if you can see an enemy champion on the map, <laughs> you, you get movement you speed. You basically got movement speed towards them, <laughs> which was just uh, pre, pre-excessive. I think that one's self-explanatory. I think most people yeah. can get why it's not okay to just run a, at a million speed yeah. just because yeah. you see this, them on This map. mechanic was originally put on the character when she was designed to be a mid laner, and it was supposed to uh, help her roam from one lane to another. At that point, it sort of made sense. It's probably still not the right idea to be 5,500 range, but that that's why it was on there. Yeah. And ever since we transitioned her to a jungler, it really doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. This is yeah. trying to help that, that downtime thing we were talking about earlier, where it's like, okay, well, she doesn't have an ultimate. Uh, she's hopping around in the jungle all the place. Maybe it takes her longer to get to a lane, though. So at least if you see a Nidalee top, it means she's going to take her much longer to get to you mid. So there's some downtime at least to be like, oh, I'm safe. I saw where she was. Yep. The other piece here is the cooldown reset on pounce. Yeah, this seems uh, I don't I don't actually play this character, so I don't know the like eight hundred mechanics that are on her kit, but yeah, this seems like a big one. one. Yeah, this one this one is intended to be the big one. This is uh, the cooldown reset on pouncing to a hunted target or when you kill something on um, is down from uh, 70% of the cooldown uh, at all ranks to 40, 50, 60, 70% of the cooldown. So this uh, it's a five-second cooldown ability. On live, it resets down to 1.5 seconds. Now, until you get the second point in Cougar, you are only resetting to a three-second cooldown rather than a 1.5. Um, so this is this is pretty big on paper. Um, I, I'll say when I first saw the change list, I was like, oh, wow, that that's really big. That's going to make a big difference in how fast she clears. Um, and then was kind of shocked that uh, we had some playtest team guys uh, run Italy Jungle with these changes, and she's still she's still really fast. She's not quite as fast, but she's still 
pretty darn fast from this. But what it does mean is that if she hunts you and she pounces on you, you actually have a three-second window to actually create some distance rather than the 1.5. So maybe right. instead of getting three dashes on you, she'll only get two. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's meant to both slow her clear and make her a little bit less sticky in the early game in the gank scenarios. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how much it's going to do but um i mean it sounds like in pvp it's pretty pretty considerable yeah uh i'll say it sounds really considerable but i mean again we did we did something similar with kindred last patch where we uh eased up on the the cooldown of her dash in within her w yeah and it's twice as long at early levels and you look at that on paper and you're like whoa that's huge she's gonna be so much weaker and then she still feels really really strong in those scenarios so i i don't know i'm i'm thinking that this might be another one of those cases where it's like on paper it looks twice as long a cooldown oh my gosh how is how is nearly going to survive and then it's like oh yeah it's she's still just fine i think turns out three seconds is a very short time in league of legends yeah right so so look we have so that concludes kind of our kind of our reacting to msi bit we still have a decent amount of stuff to get through so so we're looking for quick takes here because not a lot of these are quite as big sure. uh i know i mean you worked on some of them specifically so we're just kind of going to try to lightning round through them so anivia uh cost on the ultimate down seems like maybe we went a little too far last patch yeah pretty straightforward this one's exactly that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, we, it's like we, we did a, a set of quality of life changes to nivia last patch uh i think ultimately they went a little bit too far and the, the one thing that's felt particularly out of line is just not running out of mana nearly as quickly as she yeah. used to kind of a defining part of the character yeah she's supposed to be really mana hungry it's supposed to be a big deal if you deny her from getting blue buff or delay her tier or her catalyst those sorts of things and people on the soundcloud are gonna be like i'm so excited to hear what they have to say about the nivia changes and see that it lasted like 40 seconds uh, all right, moving on. Corky, this He's guy struggling. Yeah, I mean, he was well. He was on top of the world for a little bit. Yeah, he was on top of the world for a little bit. We did the uh, the passive uh, change that nerfed his basic attack from doing one point one total AD uh, to, to, to just one hundred percent, just the normal amount. Yeah, and that that definitely hurt him. The other piece of that, so he's been struggling a little bit with that. I mean, honestly, like, he's been struggling pretty hard since that. Uh, on top of that, we're also doing uh, training force changes this patch that may be, and it's spoilers, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, but, you, we will talk about training force. Yeah, today. we'll talk about training force. But uh, those changes, uh, Corky seems to be one of the guys who might be a little bit sadder about the, the changes to training force. So the fact that he's already struggling and we're hitting, like, his core first item for him, though he's probably still happy with it as his first item. It's the two or three items that we suspect he'll be a little bit weaker. Uh, we just felt like, hey, man, it's time to throw him a bone. So here's some extra ratio on your R. And we'll probably be looking at him again in further patches. Yep, we do sure. feel he's pretty pretty weak right now. All right. Well, heading back to Alawi, return to Alawi Island. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, last time we were here, right, we talked about how the four second cooldown and harsh lesson. We were we weren't like that's the change she needs, right? It was just like, hey, pretty seemed like six nine was a really big reaction in the wrong way. Uh, I am excited and scared about these changes, as I am with every Alawi change, because I'm like, this is the patch they're going to learn that I'm crazy, mm -hmm. and that this champion has been the sleeping god the whole time. Oh, are we well, are, are we going to learn that? Is that is, yeah, well, that's what I think. Uh, she I, still doesn't... I don't know, I taught a Swain that last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. And then, and, then, and then August Blitzcrank pulled him into our team, <laughs> and we died. <laughs> that was great. And we lost the game. We lost. Yes. <laughs> great. Sw I Spoilers, Swain's crazy. Uh, uh, but yeah, sure. I mean, this is... 
I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else there is to really say about this one. It looks. I think it looks a lot bigger than it is. I think the QW. Are, you know, we're, we're trying to make her more of a juggernaut. Actually, feel like you can build those items, right? Because the. I mean, the vessel mechanic is you got to deal damage to it. Yeah. You got to build damage, but then that version of the character doesn't always like play in team fights, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely true. I think like one of the key things uh, when we're we're talking about juggernauts is that. Uh, they have a really hard time accessing the backline targets that they really want to just hit really hard, right? You, you have a hard time getting to Marksman if you're a juggernaut. That's yeah. kind of the the whole deal with the class. And one of the things we noticed on Lowey is that uh, she just she doesn't really have anything that she feels good about hitting a tank with. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where these W changes are coming from, where it's like, she is not going to hit Caitlyn, so she better feel good about hitting Mundo and Maokai. And... On, on live she just doesn't so yeah you know we're we're giving her something to help her actually function in the middle of team fights here yeah i mean this seems like i mean as i understand the character and have played the character you have to overkill people or you're not killing people yeah right and this feels like it really takes it less from a binary state of uh you know just yeah all or nothing Did i burst them right yeah. exactly hashtag build trinity force uh <laughs> moving on it's to trinity force jacks jackson mundo Jackson. Talking about Jax. Jaxamunda? Okay, got it. What do, you, what do you got? Come on, tell me about okay, Jax. Okay, great, great. Hot uh, takes, quick takes. Hot what do you takes, got, got it. Uh, so Jax, I, I worked on this one. This one's pretty straightforward. We actually think Training Force is going to help this guy out a bunch, so we didn't want to go overboard here. The one thing we are doing is we're making the passive stacks from Relentless Assault fall off one at a time rather than all at once. So on live, uh, when Jax is out of combat for 2.5 seconds, he loses all of his stacks. Here, he starts losing them after 2.5 seconds, and then he'll lose one stack every 0.35 seconds from there. So it's like over the next like two and a half seconds, he'll lose all of them. The, the idea here was that uh, Jax is a little bit too punished right now in terms of uh, like team fighting. Like if he gets hit by like one peeling ability, he usually loses all of his momentum in the fight and is mm -hmm. like has to take a lot of time to ramp back yeah. up. Especially because we gave him eight stacks last time. Right, yeah, exactly. Six. So it's it's like a really big deal for him to lose all of those. So we, we wanted to make it so that like, okay, maybe you lose like three or four stacks. But if you get back in there quickly enough, like you can stay like a, a rampaging monster with a lamppost. Yeah. Swain, August Swain feelings Swain the Swanian, so Bruce Swain. Uh, simply, simply put, like the the, the changes of the last patch uh, for to the ultimate, we're trying to say that hey, Swain right now is only really getting very decent healing against squishy characters uh, and really no one else, even though he's one, someone who kind of wants to live in the middle of a fight. Yeah, and so kind of we, a natural predator like Maokai or stuff is like right. how we used to yeah. talk about him. Exactly, and so we gave it just a flat healing that was basically calculated to be here's the healing he gets from squishies now let's get that healing from everybody but it turns out when he was getting the healing he got versus squishies from everybody he basically started going crazy and being unkillable especially in combination with um rod of ages and it's a it's a healing for mana passive where you, you take yeah. damage you get mana back and then uh, the mana you spend you heal so yeah. in a fight when everybody's a lot wailing on swain takes a ton of damage gets a ton of mana converts that mana immediately into birds <laughs> And then <laughs> one to one conversion, man of the birds. <laughs> How many birds, birds sir? <laughs> what have you got? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I feel like this is honestly uh, just, you know, just as cut and dry. You know, it feels weird. We just spent so long talking about the nuances of all these problem children. You know, Swain, yeah, we, we went too far on one end, and this is kind of, you know, it's just the tank guy, right? Yeah. It's like you're, you're building. You know, we kind of expect it's like, okay, Roa, Rylize are things this guy wants yeah. to build. He's building, like, Rod of Ages 
into Frozen Heart Spirit Visage. And you're like, wait, where did all the AP go? Yeah. We gave you this cool way to scale your stuff, and you're not really doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I wanted to note on is that this is uh, taking away from his bases rather than his ratios because, I mean, basically we saw him doing the old Maokai build of Roa, Frozen Heart, Spirit Visage, and we're just like, oh, she's probably doing too much damage if he feels okay yeah, not doing building that, yeah. AP. So. Just getting the one and sitting on it, yeah. Yeah, so this is supposed to drive him into, like, you know, maybe Roa Zonia's, right? Yeah. Roa Zonia's Abyssal, something like that. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, utility AP items. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and then hopefully you, you actually manage to kill him. Uh, good luck, everyone out there. I know I tried, uh, and Swain, <laughs> Swain uh, consumed us all. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert, Executioner's Calling is 800 gold. If you like AD and you're playing in top lane and you want to play against Swain, just buy an Executioner's Calling and sit And it's on. over for him. It is actually I over I just for took him. Ignite, and then and then it was over for him. And I, then, I, yeah, yeah, dude, I just play Olaf and I spend 800 gold, and then I just hit him in the head with my axes until <laughs> <so> he dies. <laughs> God! Hard right. countered. All right, all right, Talia. So, Talia... Rock solid champion. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, uh, Talia's a little weak. Yeah. You know, She's uh, a little weak. We're going a little light on these changes. Uh, our, our perception is that she is weak, but at the same time, uh, we're seeing that uh, when people are getting, you know, some experience on her, win rate's starting to go up a bit, so we want to make sure we don't overreact initially. And so we're doing some light, like, hey, your lane is a little hard, so uh, here's easier time killing all the minions at once, and here's an easier time by not dying to burst because you have 20 more health. Yeah, this one's. I think there's a little bit of an interesting discussion around this character because people are like, "What do I do? I want to max Q? Do I want to max E? Right? Yep. E is your little quilt move. The I don't know the names of the new ability yet. It's uh, uh, dodgy ground something ground. No, that, that's that, what that, we called it in development. Was yeah. dodgy ground? Dodgy shout ground. outs. Shout outs to uh, dodgy ground. Shout I really love tooltips. But yeah, so you, you know, uh, it's really consistent, right? It does a million damage if you actually yeah. displace them or if you if they dash through it, right? Uh, but I think in either way, regardless of what school you're in, either Q or E, this 50% damage to minions, I think, very interestingly, uh, also helps you last hit if you have worked all the ground, like, around your tower and you're getting pushed yep. in, right? You just, you can use it as, like, an extra strong basic attack, yep. right, and kind of get a, get those properties from it. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. So, Vel'Koz. Vel'Koz. Oh, VK. So, the two things we're doing here is, one, uh, increasing the soul in the Q, kind of trying to encourage a Q max build. Q is, like, a cool spell. You can dodge it. He does trigonometry, Pythagoras, all yeah. up in here. All, so, yeah, there. So uh, <laughs> saying like, hey, if you do max Q. I dropped Q, out. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> if you do max Q, you're going to you're gonna get more out of it. You're going to get more out of that slow if you choose to max Q in lane. And then lifeform disintegration ray with the R. Kind of just saying that like, feel maybe we might have gone a bit too far on like just completely removing the passive stacks. That was actually probably one of like the fun parts about the spell, right? It was like, hey, you stack up this passive and you see it stacking as it's on them. So this is kind of like giving uh, Vel'Koz a bit more reliability and getting to that like ultimate dream of the true damage ultimate, where it's like, hey, if you focus your ult on a guy, you're not going to get the full true damage, but you will stack it up, and so the last half. Yeah, yep. I think this one. What I was hearing Kevin talk about it was uh, Kevin Huang, the Beluga Whale, the, Beluga uh, whale. the guy working on him was was it was a lot. Of, like you know, I used to play a, a lot of Vel'Koz. It's like, what's the most fun part of Vel'Koz? knocking up a group of people and then melting them to death with your laser. And then I feel like it's like, well, when you take away the passive stacks, right, you're actually saying, well, the, you know, should I not opportunistically go for a giga laser when I see it, right? Because it, you kind of feel like there's a weird play. It's like, no, sorry, you got to stack up every person individually and then you do the thing, right? So I think this kind of, it's still going to be pretty good if you get them deconstructed and then you burn their face off. But, you know, it uh, seems like a good halfway. Yeah. Wes, tell me about Zed. Who? 
Zed, yeah. Uh, the Shadow Ninja. Kage Tora. <laughs> Kage Tora, indeed. The uh, Shadow Tiger. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, uh, we're we taking down some of the, the damage on his Q here, but increasing the uh, amount of damage he does for hitting multiple shurikens. So the idea here is that uh, a Zed who only hits you with one Q is going to be doing less damage. A Zed who can hit you with two Qs should be doing about the same amount of damage. And then a Zed who can hit you with all three, like, that it's guy's going to... over. Gonna, yeah, you're, you're done. You're dead. You're done, you're <laughs> Rings, kid. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you're dead because he death marked you, so it didn't matter that he hit you with the three shurikens. <laughs> oh my god, get your oh get your soft out He's just memeing it up. Yeah, so uh, Zed might be an ongoing project here, but this was the sort of thing where it's like we wanted to take uh, some damage away from his baseline, uh, like how much he does just for free, and give him some damage if he uh, if he manages to hit like multiple shurikens. I'm still over Dunyan Rings. I've yeah. literally never heard that in my life. That's awesome. What? Have you not hung out with Sassy, dude? He says oh, it all man. the time. Oh, my God. Dunyan Rings. All right. Uh, so, You're so, done. so now we're done with champions. we got a couple more items coming at you now. Uh, we got Boots of Swiftness, Berserker's Greaves, and Ninja Tabby yeah. all together. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, Boot Balance has been in this really weird spot where we couldn't get people to buy Boots of Swiftness for, like, five, six years. Except for Udyrs and Garens. Yeah, yeah, right. It was like, you look at the usage rates, it's like, that's, there are other items? I don't know. And then you get to this point where this season we're like, let's give them like 10 more range and 200 less, you know, 10 more speed and like 200 less cost and it's like, are there other boots? (laughs) Buy your Swifties today. So one of the important parts about Swiftness boots is that We really like to get them in a spot where they're just not a a must-pick on a lot of characters. One of the reasons being is that uh, it is good to have an option to deal with slows in the game, but when every character is taking as a default, it's actually very hard to put slows on champions' kits because they're all just really bad, right? Like, we tune a lot of characters around, like, hey, this is a slow zone that is tuned around the fact that, like, you can get out of it if you do these things given this percent slow. Right. And so in a world where everybody's taking swiftness boots, like, those slows suddenly have to be higher, and then if you don't take swiftness boots, like, the slows just destroy you. Yeah, they just so, explode it. Yep. And so having that, having a, it's a better world where swiftness boots are a, a purchase that is sometimes good but not always good. A reactive buy when a lot of people have slows rather than just, I buy these every game. Yeah. Because they're good. Yeah, the best. Seem yeah. good. And then, and then I, I what? I'm just going to assume Berserker's Greaves and Ninja Tabby just making them better. Yep. Uh, we threw some love to Mercury Treads a few patches back. There were a couple other boots that just felt like, especially at the the 800 combined cost from from base boots, uh, were a little lackluster for for the price point. And so, yeah, a little bit of extra attack speed, a little bit of extra basic attack reduction on uh, Ninja Tabby. Uh, so. Yeah. Shoutouts to Matias for writing the sickest joke, by the way. Mm-hmm. The only thing Ninja Tabby have in common with an actual ninja is you can't see them anywhere. Oh, ouch. Oh, wow. Matias, my that man. Is, that is savage. Yeah, he yeah, he he gets it sometimes. He he really gets them. But yeah, so uh so last two things I want to get to. We're gonna take a bit of a detour. Wits end. Hey, remember that item? Yeah. It exists. Yeah, I built it on Warwick. Do you remember Warwick? <laughs> I remember it's cheaper. Warwick. Warwick. Guys, it's, it's cheaper. It costs it's, less. It's not just cheaper. It also builds out of a Negatron. Negatron. Plus. Dude, yeah. this is going to make Which, Teemo so OP. Uh, I, I, we're, we're joking <laughs> about this. I actually do think this is a very sizable bug. Yeah, I know. Actually, them. yeah. It's, the build path got better, and it got 300 gold cheaper. Um, yeah, that's well, actually super strong. Which then might be good this patch, guys. It might be. You should yeah, Don't it. hold me to that, but yeah. I, I think it might be. Yeah, uh, th- I, that's kind of what I looked at. I was like, oh. 
All right, well, I'm going to die to a lot of people building wits in this patch. Because <laughs> I, I, mean, I already died to, like, Kale and Kogma anyways, yeah. and then this is going to happen, and I'm just going to get exploded. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Last one, last big thing, Trinity Force and Stinger. After, what is this, seven years? I don't know, man. Long time. It's like a long time. Long they time. finally got the crit out of Trinity Force. The Trinity Force is breaking up. Yeah, dude. Zeal's yeah. Zeal's been playing with these other new marksman items. Yeah. Doing his solo project. <laughs> He's no longer in the Trinity Force. So, so this is huge. This is actually this is way bigger than than I'm trying to make this sound right now. This is uh I didn't think we would ever do this, right? It's uh, 35% more or 25%, I'm bad at math. 25% yeah. <laughs> more attack speed uh and 10% more CDR. 20% CDR That's Trinity scary. Force. Yeah. That is Whoa! super scary. Really scary. What is going on? Help. Okay. Uh, well, so <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, so th the idea here was that uh, Trinity Force. Uh, we we saw a bunch of guys who used to be core Trinity Force users kind of shift into being core uh, Ginsu's Rageblade users uh, prior to the mid season. Uh, guys like Aurelia and Jax and stuff. They were just like Trinity Force. What's that noise? I'm just gonna buy this Rageblade thing, and we kind of. Balance them around Rageblade, which, as it turns out, was just probably ridiculously overpowered the whole time. Um, yeah. And since we have made the the Rageblade changes, they've made it like more of a multiplier item rather than a first item spike. Those guys uh, are just kind of sad that they don't have a good item. So the the fighter duelist guys who like really want to attack a lot and have like good reasons to you know just auto attack guys a lot rather than like fishing for a crit didn't love this this trinity force from this previous season with 15 percent attack speed you know it used to be as high as like 30 35 i think in previous seasons and so it wasn't working as well for those guys and yeah. almost all of the marksmen other than corky uh had stopped buying trinity force so we're just sort of like well i don't think the crit makes sense anymore let's like tailor it back for the guys yeah. who who miss this item a lot now. yeah you kind of got to cut your losses and say we you know we can't have these two classes share this item anymore yeah Right, because one of them doesn't want it, and then one of them wants it, and it's not as good. Yeah, and on top of that, Zeal was building into, like, five or six items that people all really wanted, and then <laughs> yeah. Stinger was building into Nasher's Tooth, which like two people yeah. want? Three? May yeah, maybe three. Three is your Kale and Teemo, right? Yo, Diana. Okay, it's so like maybe three and a half. Ooh. <laughs> Azir. Harry yeah. says yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I was zoning out. My uh, legendary uh, Bloodraiser Echo build. Oh, uh, I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. the, the it's scummy. Uh, yeah, so that I mean, that's that's kind of the, the TLDR on it. It's pretty scary. It might end up breaking some things. We'll find out. Don't yeah, yeah don't play Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to play yeah, Aurelia. No, I know you are. We forgot yeah. to mention the most important change, though, which is the combined cost has been reduced to three, three, three. I think it technically increased, right? It used to be two hundred gold. It's just stingers <gasps> cheaper than zeal. Okay, yeah. I increased. The, the overall item increased. is, is a yeah, the, three, three, three. yeah, the overall item is what is that? Like 50, 60 gold? 67 gold. 67 gold Stay cheaper. Cool, kids. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> or you won't be able to look at these numbers and, and describe what they mean. So, okay, so, so yeah, and then uh, Stinger itself is uh, going down in cost and in uh, attack speed. Yep. Just because it was actually it was actually really crazy, but we just yeah. couldn't get anyone to buy it because it built because in the Nash's tooth. tooth. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Azir so. nerf. Yeah, te technically the the stinger thing is a nerf for people who bought it. There's only a couple people. They were all doing really well already. So yeah, and Nash's like, tooth is still really good. So when you finish that item, still really beast. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, 
Well, let's. I mean, that's it. We did it. We did the whole thing. Do you guys have any any closing thoughts? Any other things that you're kind of thinking about, looking forward to for six eleven? Anything you're excited to do? Anything you're excited to play? August is like there's no Blitzcrank, Blitzcrank or a Jana changes in here, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. Um, hopefully, uh, with less Lucian in the bot lane, there'll be more um, immobile carries, which I can just hook with my Q <laughs> I and see. kill. It and was, then this was your plan all along. And then they'll immediately switch back to playing Lucian after after I do that. So to you're them. part of the problem here, August. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am as a Blitzcrank player. All right. Well, uh, cool. Uh, anything? Else? Oh no, I was just gonna say. I think I might uh, might dust off the old Zinjao top lane, rush Ooh. this Trinity Force, see Ooh. what happens. Yeah, I'm. I am actually legitimately excited about the Trinity Force. Yeah. Trinity Jungle Force Vi is gonna really enjoy that stuff too. Ooh, what about top lane Vido? Top lane Vido. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds like we know where we're going here with all these Trinity Force changes. Melee so, bruisers. <laughs> yeah. Play a melee champ. There's gonna be like it's like Quinn with Trinity Force is gonna kill everyone. Oh, it's, it's like murder all It's of like us. we're talking about the, the good old days and. There's just someone who does it better that is probably ranged. Trinity totally Force Crates. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. No. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that wouldn't work. Yeah, it doesn't sound that like wouldn't it. work. Doesn't, really doesn't work. have enough AD. Doesn't sound that good. Triforce Vein top lane? Oh, Let's oh, go. Oh. Didn't care about the crit anyways, dog. No. <laughs> oh, man. More attack speed? That's more attack speed. There it is. All right. No well, AP that's, anymore. Well, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that you guys got to watch out for, maybe. Uh, top lane, uh, Challenging Smite, Blood Razor, Trinity Force, Vein. Uh, easy. Oh, all right, God. cool. Well, <laughs> well, well. That's it. We've all clearly lost our minds uh, uh, rattling cool. off talking about the patch changes. But guys, thank you again for uh, coming and hanging out with me, doing this thing here uh, out out in the middle of the week. Uh, you guys will be listening to it either on the day of the patch notes or maybe just a little bit before. So thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, be sure to like comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to this too. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, something called Stitcher. I've never heard of it, but apparently it exists. People listen to things there. Uh, so enjoy that uh, and, you know, uh, tweet angry things at August Browning. Uh, and we'll talk Gypsy. Yeah, and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Probably, unless it's incredibly toxic. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk Which, about it anyways. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it anyways. <laughs> Alright, cool. Thank you. Goodbye forever. Thank you. Alright, we did it. Crushed it. Keep August the sick Twitter plug. <laughs> Where's my Twitter plug? Jesus, I'm talking to my agent. <laughs> like and follow. I remember, yeah, I remember it's like we, I always try to do something at the end. And I was like, fuck, I don't have anything. And I was like, oh, let's just invite harassment to August. That sounds fun. You ruined Stona. Oh, God. All right. So, I, uh, I think in general, happy. I think I want to edit out some of our... MSI talk. I'm fine with it with that being super long because that's what you guys